This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. That is exactly what I needed to hear. Thank God someone here knows what they're talking about. That's us. That's right. Gotta love this American ride. Right, you need to take the time and get the full picture. Don't get me wrong, I love the ladies. I mean, they rev my engine, but they don't belong in the newsroom. It is Anchor Man, not Anchor Lady. This is the Annie Fry Show. Labor force participation reverses. This isn't a good sign. 62.8 is what we had. That was the best level going all the way back to February of 2020 when it was over 63. Now we back it up to 62.5. That is the lightest going all the way back to January of last year. That's CNBC reporting on the December jobs report. Uh, here is Kudlow talking about the Under same the thing. hood, it's a, it's a rather soft number. It's a complicated number, by the way. I'm going to bore you with a lot of statistics. Um, there was a big downward revision. Uh, this is the second of the last three months. Uh, the payroll survey was up 216. You're quite right. But the household survey, which is from what you get the unemployment rate from, that thing was down uh, 700,000 or almost uh, 676,000. And the labor force shrunk uh, by an enormous amount. So participation rates fell. The employment to population rate fell. So there's Larry Kudlow talking about the jobs report numbers from December as well. We keep being told politically from the Biden administration, the Bidenomics is working for us, although they've kind of seemed to drop that name for it, trying to they kind of quit trying to make Bidenomics happen. But we're told that the economy is great from the people who are in charge. These numbers don't really subsidize that. What is the truth? Well, let's get to our expert guest. Steve Moore joins the show now, distinguished fellow in economics at the Heritage Foundation. Steve, thank you for being with us today. Wanted to get your thoughts on this job jobs report. What do you think? Well, I think Larry Kudlow nailed it. You know, when I, I was on Fox News, when the number came out, the headline number is 210,000, um, you know, new jobs created. And I, I told, uh, you know, Maria uh, Dardaroma on the show, oh, gee, that's a you know good jobs report. And then you peel back the onion and you find actually it was a very bad jobs report 
you know, there's two surveys that are done. It's not, I don't want to get too much in the weeds, but one of them showed a big gigantic um, job loss. And that's consistent with a lot of layoffs that are being announced and so on. And then it is true that, you know, a lot of people dropped out of the workforce. Um, we want people to be working, not, you know, and I, and by the way, a lot of people are taking disability now and, you know, some people deservedly, but there's a lot of fraud in the disability program, which is becoming kind of the new welfare um, and the other thing that's really interesting, I don't know if Larry touched on this in that interview, but do you know we had more people taking second jobs than people taking first jobs? Oh, wow. And, and that means that, you know, people are really having to take on a second, or I even know people who have three jobs now, you know, to be able to make ends meet. So, I, look, I think the economy is certainly stronger than it was last year when we were talking um, because the inflation rate has come down and interest rates have come down. That's a good thing. Um, and we, we've gotten a little bit more growth in the economy, but boy, I don't, I don't see any reason to celebrate this jobs report right now. And, uh, you know, I'm worried because, you know, we're running, we're borrowing now, um, almost $2 trillion a year at, at the federal level. That's just an outrage. Yeah. I, I was looking at a report, I think it was from Axios possibly, that was talking about the spending bill that Mike Johnson, Speaker of the House, has agreed upon in Congress. And, and Schumer and, and Johnson were going back and forth trying to explain away. They said that there were some cuts to, I think it was non-VA, non-defense related spending. Um, so they were championing some cuts that were made. I'm sure they're not cuts to the degree that you, Steve Moore, would like to see right now. But I'm wondering if you think that the bloated spending that Congress in Republican hands and Democrat hands have found themselves doing in the last few years. Is that the trajectory we're on? Is it because of the overspending within Congress? <laughs> well, the overspending is uh, is a n enormous problem and it's getting worse and worse and you know now they have a budget deal that was just announced on sunday yesterday i think you know the, in the grand scheme of things for the, for the republican side of the aisle it's probably about as good as you can get you know my feeling is if you want to get rid of this enormous you know uh, trillions of dollars of debt we're borrowing every year if you want to restore the economy uh and you want to get um you know the, the bu budget even somewhere close to being balanced again You've got to get rid of Joe Biden. Yeah. <laughs> this isn't complicated. Joe Biden is the most financially responsible president our country has ever had, at least in my and your lifetime. And so I want the focus this November to be on. Do we, do we really think we can afford four more years of this? I, th I think it would be, you know, a very harrowing experience to, to continue on this path, because at some point the whole thing is going to collapse. You serve as a Trump economic advisor. What is your what is the top priority in a Trump administration? Should he win reelection in November? What is the top priority for him when it comes to the economy? Well, he said, you know, in one of his interviews recently, um, when he was asked the first thing he was going to do, it's going to get back to American oil and gas and coal development in this country and using our energy resources. And I thought that was a smart answer because that's a layup, right? That's easy. I mean, I would bet, I don't care if you're a Republican, Democrat, Independent, I bet 90% of your listeners would agree with that. Yeah. We throw oil and gas and coal from the United States and from Texas and Oklahoma and West Virginia, we don't want to get it from Russia and Iran and, uh, and uh, you know, Venezuela. So th that is something that would, by the way, help our economy a lot, too, because then think of all the jobs we could be creating, Annie, if we were, you know, drilling two or three million more barrels a day here. Think of what it would mean for tax payments. You know, those companies will pay taxes 
you know, instead of, uh, you know, companies paying Russian taxes, uh, we'll have American companies paying American taxes, and it'll be good for our national security. So that'll be a top priority. The other thing, you know, we need to do is um, rescind all these crazy executive orders that Biden has put in place. And Trump has told me that's one of the first things he will do. He will have a stack of papers on his desk on January 22nd, 2025, and start getting back to the Put America First agenda. Because this, let's face it, this is hardly a Put America First agenda we have in Washington right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for certain. We're speaking with Steve Moore, a distinguished fellow in economics at Heritage Foundation, also a Trump economic advisor. Uh, I want to get your thoughts on the DNC selecting Chicago, a city you're very familiar with, as the place that they're going to have their convention. I am a resident of downstate Illinois, and when yeah. I think about the economic policies and the uh, massive concerns that even Chicago residents that are very much so traditionally Democrats have with that city, specifically right now, their mayor, the governor, the whole thing. What do you think it says for the Democrats to say, we're taking our show to Chicago? Well, you know, as you know, I'm from Chicago. And, you know, one of my early memories, political memories in my life when I was eight years old was when Chicago held the convention in 1968. Uh, And of course, that led to, uh, you know, you had riots going on outside of the uh, Coliseum where they were having the convention, and it was a total disaster for the Democrats. You know, um, I love Chicago. I think it's a great city. I think it's being ruined by the politicians. And it's an example of, unfortunately, Chicago is an example, as is St. Louis, as is Oakland, as is San Francisco, and so many other cities of what happens when you let progressives, uh, you know, run the run the place. And, and Chicago has a Marxist mayor right now who is just doing great damage to the city. You have to worry about crime. You know, uh, you just we've been walking down the streets in Chicago now. And so, uh, you know, I hope they can keep the peace there and, and keep people safe. But, my gosh, Chicago's really faltered a lot in the last 10 years. Yeah, well, much like the country, if it were uh, put into the hands of some strong, solid America First leadership, it could it could be restored to greatness pretty quickly, I think. And no, I don't. I don't, I don't think there's any doubt about that. You know, I mean, every time I meet with President Trump, I mean, he's got his game face on. He is so focused. You know, and I don't know how he stays focused. I mean, they want to put him in jail for what 582 years or something like that. Did you see? Now they're trying to take him off the ballot in all these states. I mean, these are the people who. I mean, can you believe these people are the same people? Donald Trump is a threat to democracy, mm-hmm. and therefore we're not going to let people. We're not going to let him be on the ballot. Yeah. Gee, that sounds like a threat to democracy. The only policy point that that Joe Biden has stated in his campaigns in his throughout this administration to beat or to win in 2024 is that he's not Donald Trump. There, it's, it's, it, you'd you'd yeah. imagine with, with years of experience as a president, you'd be running on what you've done. And it's just, once again, fear Trump. And they think that's a yeah. winning strategy. Uh, uh, you know, look, Trump is a very polarizing figure. I love the guy. A lot of people don't like him and won't vote for him. So it could work, you know, but I don't think with this lousy economy that people are going to be focusing on personality as much as they are on uh, on policy. I, I'm very confident that if Trump wins, and I, I like I put the odds a little bit with Trump right now, I think we could really see another American renaissance. I think we could just get some, some, I mean, look, look at the border. I mean, what a disgrace that is. And two, two or three years ago, we were on the way to getting the border, you know, under control. And now look at it today. And all the, I find it so humorous that all these big city mayors say, oh, gosh, what are we going to do about these migrants coming in? It's like, you're the ones who said you wanted to be a sanctuary yeah. city. Yeah. And now you're complaining to us? 
a perfect example of a political statement that is an absolute failure when it comes to policy. Exactly. All right. Exactly. And now they, I mean, it's so typical of, you know, the leftists say like, oh, we, you know, we're, we care about people. We want to be a sanctuary city. OK, then they complain that Texas is sending them the migrants that they said they wanted. Yeah, you asked for it. Got what you asked for. <laughs> Steve Moore, we appreciate exactly. you. Happy New Year to you. Thank you for being here with us. Uh, we're always grateful right. for your expertise. You too. Thank you, Annie. Yep. Take, Take care. care. Bye bye. Distinguished fellow in Economics and Heritage Foundation, Trump economic advisor as well. Great to have his conversation and input here on the show each week. And good to have him back in 2024. Let's take a little bit of an early break here because we have Congressman Mike Boss coming on the show next. And I'm going to ask him about a couple of things. Number one being something that we heard Steve Moore talking about there. People wanting to take Donald Trump off the ballot. Guess who's jumping into that dumpster fire? The state of Illinois. People are throwing the idea around. Should Illinois take Donald Trump off the ballot? I wonder what Congressman Mike Boss from Illinois' 12th congressional district thinks about that. We'll talk to him about it in just a couple minutes when we return. Don't go away. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. This just into CNN, a group of voters from Illinois is now asking the State Board of Elections to remove former President Donald Trump from the 2024 ballot. The filing says, quote, Donald J. Trump, through his words and actions after swearing an oath as an officer of the United States to support the Constitution, engaged in insurrection or rebellion or gave aid and comfort to its enemies as defined by Section 3 of the 14th Amendment. The challenge in Illinois comes as the U.S. Supreme Court is widely expected to review rulings in Colorado and Maine that found Trump ineligible to run for office. Well, CNN reporting on the latest development Friday in the keep Trump off the ballot so that he can't win uh, storyline here. Illinois saying, a few, they said a collection of voters. I wonder if any of those voters were in the 12th district, congressional district of Illinois, because we have their representative. Oops, sorry, we've got the representative on the phone right now from the 12th District, Congressman Mike Boss. Thank you for being here with us, Congressman. Thank, thanks, Eddie. Thanks for having me on. Were you surprised when you heard that Illinois was the next no. in line? No, not at all. You know, I, I worked in, in state government in Illinois for quite some time. But, you know, it's really wild that day. My wife uh, and my campaign staff and uh, several others were up there filing uh, with State Board of Elections that day, early morning that day. And it took about an hour or maybe two for all of a sudden these guys to file, you know, pretty radical liberals to object uh, to try to remove Trump from the ballot. 
on uh, an 87-page document uh, that under the Clause 14, uh, that, that is basically what these other states are using, uh, and, and that's for uh, leading an insurrection, you know. And, and no one has ever charged anyone with insurrection regardless of January 6th. Any of the people there or, the, or, or President Trump, none of them have been charged, but yet all of these states want to go down this path. And I think that they're going to – I think the Supreme Court's going to throw this out under a unanimous, under a unanimous ruling. Uh, I just have to believe that mm-hmm. um, because the thing is, what, what makes an insurrection and, and uh, there's – Oh, looks like we just lost him. Let's get him back on the line. Congressman Bost of Illinois' 12th district there. He's going to give us a call back. He said he was going to be on the road. Um, I want to play regarding this Trump on the ballot thing. Let's listen to the advocacy group Free Speech for People who wanted to have Donald Trump engaged in insurrection and violated his oath of office. Section 3 of the 14th Amendment, enacted in the aftermath of the Civil War, disqualifies from public office any individual who has taken an oath to uphold the Constitution and then engages in insurrection or rebellion against the United States or gives aid or comfort to those who have. Donald Trump's words and actions incited a violent assault on our nation's capital. Five Americans died and more than 140 police officers suffered injuries. Free Speech for People and Mi Familia Vota needs your help to ensure our election officials do their jobs. Sign our petition urging secretaries of state and chief election officials across the country to follow the mandate of Section 3 of the 14th Amendment and bar Trump and his fellow insurrectionists from appearing on any future ballot. Join the movement to uphold this critical provision of the Constitution and protect our republic. So that's the free speech for the people. It's their ad and their uh, platform with which they are using to try to eliminate Donald Trump from the ballot in Illinois, among other places. We've got the congressman back on the air. Uh, with us. I'm, I'm back with you again. Sorry. <laughs> that's OK. We know you're out working hard right now. Um, well, let me ask you this question. Were, were you in the Capitol building or were you, or were you there on January 6th? Yeah. Yeah, I sure was. I was actually I was actually in my building across. You weren't on the. There was actually, you didn't really know anything was happening. Matter of fact, I people carrying Trump signs, waving and smiling. Everything was positive. Everything I watched on, I watched on the news, you know. And and so, um, yeah, I I felt no danger. I know that there was problems in the Capitol. And you know what? If you broke in and you did damage, then yes, you should be charged. And let me tell you, some of them have been charged. Yep. But not a single one of them have been charged with insurrection. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it seems as though this is a major pillar in nationally for the Democrat Party is to make sure that people are very, very adjacent to the January 6th memory, at least the way that they want to imply that January 6th went down. They said it was a very violent day. We have a we have right, a and we- they- weird way of comparing riots and violence in this country and trying to use it for political gain. Well, the thing is, you, you, you always wanted to mention January 6th, but you mentioned nothing about they, they mentioned nothing about what happened in Seattle and the other places around the nation where police officers were killed. Others were killed. Property damages were in the millions, if not billions. Uh, fires were set. Uh, and, and, and this is not against the government when you do you attack local police stations. Good heavens. We had it happen in Carbondale. 
Right. We had we had a group that attacked the local police station in Carbondale. But instead, but but it, it doesn't fit the narrative of the Democrat Party, which is trying now because they've this this president has accomplished nothing, and what he has accomplished is bad. And and so they've got to look at something that 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 they can paint uh, with a wide brush from a thirty-six thousand foot level, and this is the only thing they can come up with. And they've got to try to take the president off the ballot because they don't want to try to beat him in the ballot box because they know they can't. Congressman Boss, do you think there's going to be any success, the Secretary of State in Illinois, or any any possible success no. that Trump has kept off? The no, ballot? I think I think I think as the Supreme Court. You know, remember, even though you have the 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 amendment, the Tenth Amendment, which requires uh, the states to be in charge of the elections um, and everything, uh, and and normally that had been ruled upon, but the first time that was ruled upon was actually over the hanging Chad. Uh, so that kind of set a precedent that the Supreme Court can rule in something like this, and if they rule it one, that will automatically set a precedence for all. Uh, and and I think this is, I think they're chasing a. a something that's not going to come to fruition, but it just, just keeps people out there focused on it, and it's their job to try to do that. So, yeah. you know, this, this is the way they do things. Yeah, it's clear that the, the the number one way that the Democrats are investing in beating Trump is just to make it so that we can't vote for him, which means I think they don't have the means by policy, or at least they're confident enough that that's going to be enough for them to win in 2024. Because you can't, you can't run on the policies. You, you don't have a secure border. You have an economy that's crashed. You have fuel prices through the roof. You, ha- you have inflation that's going wild. We, you, you, you've had two major wars start in the world that, that, that not a single war was started at the time that, that Trump was in office. You've got uh, uh, questions on, on our foreign top policy. The, the list goes on and on, Annie. And, and he can't run on that. So all he can do is try to grab something and pray that something else breaks out so he can run from the basement again. Yeah. We're speaking with Congressman Mike Boss. He represents the Congressional 12th District in the state of Illinois. Uh, You're also the chair of the House Veterans Affairs Committee. And I'm going to read here from Axios. A report here, House Republicans and Senate Democrats have come to an agreement on top-line spending numbers for the rest of 2024 by announced by congressional leaders on Sunday. And here's a bullet point. It says $886 billion of that is Pentagon funding set out in defense spending bill President Biden signed in December. It says that leaves $704 billion in non-defense spending, Johnson's office said, touting, quote, the first cut in non-VA, non-defense appropriations in years. Right, right. And that, that's just it. Um, we are and we should look through with a fine tooth comb to show where we can roost. But then the Democrats have always screamed, oh, you're going to call it cut veterans. OK, read that again. No, we did not. Um, and, you know, you're going to cut Social Security or Medicare. Uh, no, we did not. So that means we're going into those other areas. We're looking for a reduction. But remember this. If we don't pass all 12 of those budgets, uh Everything, everything, because of the agreement that was reached uh, to to increase the debt ceiling, everything, if we don't pass all 12 budgets, everything gets a 1% cut. Now try to figure that one out. (laughs) Yeah, and who will be responsible for that? What would you say about Speaker Johnson's leadership so far being able – some people are saying he's caving here. Some people are happy that he was able to get that kind of cut in spending done. Right. Look, like Kevin McCarthy – when you become speaker, you can have your policy and, and your voting card. You have that. 
But when you become a speaker, you've got to look and make sure that we can actually move what it is that we need to move. Right now, if you want us to cut the level we would like to cut, govern the way we'd like to govern, give us more members in the House, give us more members in the Senate, and give us the presidency, and then we can govern. Right now, we are a small majority of the one-third that it takes to make these decisions. And yet we're actually in the driver's seat on a lot of things and are bringing the, bringing the budget down and trying to put it under control. But we know we could do better if we had the, the Senate with us along with the president. Yeah, it will make a big difference in November of 2024 to expand the Republican majority. What do you think about your experience so far in Congress? And, you know, should you return again in 2024? I know you're running for reelection. Does the Republican Party, does the organization of the congressional Republicans have what it takes to build on the majority that they were able to take in the last election? Yeah, yes, we do. And, And here's why. We are recruiting. We are one of the most diverse conferences that ever has been. We have uh, we have uh, two people, two women from Korea that are are in the Republican caucus, many Hispanic, uh, African-American. The list goes on and on. Uh, Males, females from each different walk of life. And it is fantastic because it is truly it is a symbol of what this great nation is. But also each one of them are also true conservative Republicans. Now, some might be more conservative than others, but don't judge them based on that. They're running, they're they're voting on their district, and they should. But we can have those discussions, and we know we govern better as conservative Republicans than the Democrats do that just want to keep spending and expanding government and going down the path of turning over to uh, communism and and socialism, and the list goes on and on. Mm. We're speaking with Congressman Mike Boss. He's the representative for the 11th or excuse me, the 12th district in Illinois. And he's the chair of the House Veterans Affairs Committee. You've done very well in your service in that regard as well. I want to ask you this before we let you go, because people are in the primary process about to vote in or caucus, I should say, in Iowa a week from today. And there are a lot of people who support the majority of the same thing when it comes to the Republican Party. We've got a Trump, uh, DeSantis, Haley, Ramaswamy, a couple other people, Chris Christie, still involved in that. But a lot of people are still searching right now on what it means to be conservative or Republican. I'll ask you that question. What does it mean to you? Well, one thing is truly what it means is we understand the Constitution. We know that federal government has gotten too big and we've got to make sure we have a sensible turndown of that. That being said, we must do what's in the Constitution. We must work to make sure we control our borders, uh, provide for a national defense, deal with foreign entities, and deal with interstate commerce. That is the true mission of what it is that the Constitution says. So a constitutional conservative governing, uh, and that's why I refer to myself as a governing conservative. That doesn't mean I'm wanting to shut everything down but I'm wanting to find that place where we can continue to govern and do it in a way that it makes it better for our children and grandchildren in the future and that we are truly allowing the people to be free and maintain that freedom uh, and, and they, that they can pursue the American dream. 
That's it, it, and that's what it needs to be. And what we need to have less Republicans turning on Republicans and understand that the real uh, problem is not the Republicans, but the Democrats we're trying to be. Yeah. To define uh, who the opponent, true, the true opponent is here and to make sure that people check records to know that conservatism in actual practice is a very, very valuable thing. And we're always appreciative when you're able to tell us about your efforts to do that. Uh, serving the people of the 12th District of Illinois in Congress. Congressman Mike Boss, thanks for being with us today. Eddie, thank you for having me on. You bet. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks. Bye-bye. Congressman Mike Boss, chair of the House Veterans Affairs Committee. I was interested to see that that news on the spending bill come out and see that they were able to cut non-defense spending without messing with the VA. That's a I think that that is a success. And as he said there, if they can't if if they can't do all of the spending bills that they need to at once. I think that is Sean Hannity the one who was first talking about the the penny, the the penny. I think he was calling it the penny cut or something like that. The one percent mm-hmm. cut one penny of every dollar spent across the board. Just cut it. It sounds like that's what's going to happen if they can't oh, get their wow. act together. I think if I interpreted that correctly, uh, spending spending uh, needs to be reined in. You have to do it. I have to do it. Why does the government not have to do it with the money that isn't theirs that they take from you? I think it's a worthy question. All right, there's a trend out there, and you know how I love trends. (laughs) Uh, What is a stay-at-home girlfriend? I could. The only person I feel like can answer this question is Ryan Wiggins. (laughs) (laughs) He just he just lifted his head at his desk, going, "Excuse me." There's. It's a trend, and and he is he is on the forefront forefront of what he's in the studio now of what is happening. Let's go to break so we can say anything right now. We'll be right back. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. All right, here he is, Ryan Wiggins. I'm pro- I don't. I'm not selling you on anything in this segment, okay? So you're not. You don't have an angle here. I'm not trying to persuade you. Okay. I don't, I'm, this is more of a conversation. I don't want you to think that this is me making suggestions. I'm coming at this with a blank slate, as <laughs> usual. Completely blank. The blankest of slates. <laughs> My mind is empty. Wall Street Journal says stay-at-home girlfriends are having a moment. Oh. Um. As I'm sure they have time to do. Uh, the typical stay-at-home girlfriend video opens on... on this is a stupid social media <laughs> trend. Let it be known. The typical stay-at-home girlfriend video opens on a young woman in a pristine apartment. At 8 a.m., she makes the bed and cooks pancakes for her boyfriend before he goes to work. My mind is open. After a, <laughs> after a green juice. Still open. It's time for self-care. I'm going to vomit all over everything in front of me. After green juice, it's time for self-care, a private Pilates reformer session, and a microcurrent facial. Ew. <sighs> I don't like all that stuff. Then she has lunch with a girlfriend at a local hotspot, goes for a long walk, and listens to a podcast before it's time to get ready for date night. I'm upset. Should we listen to the Fox News report? Sure. This is Fox News just did a report on this. Let's listen in. There is a new viral trend out there. It's online and it's picking up steam in the new year with many women now hoping to achieve 
stay-at-home girlfriend status. Uh, they're hashtagging it, S-A-H-G. The trend of involves they are. making home-cooked meals, doing self-care during the day, and <laughs> planning elaborate date nights in the evening. The Wall Street Journal even covering it, writing, quote, stay-at-home girlfriends are having a moment. Barf. Let's bring in Kennedy, of course. Host of the so podcast, I don't need to know what Kennedy thinks about this. Uh, weep for the culture is what I have to say to this. Ryan? Is the implication that there are other girlfriends? <laughs> like there's the stay-at-home girlfriend, and then there's the hanging out somewhere else girlfriend, and then there's the weekend house girlfriend. I am not here to say yay or nay to that. Because <laughs> I imagine that in the world where you're willing to give the milk without having to get the cow, that it probably is the case, of course, at some point that that's, that's the... Uh... Okay. Well, part of me thinks it sounds kind of awesome. I wanted to highlight that you cannot be a stay-at-home girlfriend. No, no, not for me. <laughs> not, but for the me's out there uh, that don't have wives. Now, I will say that just based on the facts presented, the, the biggest upside to me to having a stay-at-home girlfriend is the part where she wakes up and makes you pancakes every day. <laughs> now, if that, that's what it takes. If that's part of the deal, you're already halfway there Pancakes for are the easiest thing to make. That's fine. I mean, you can make waffles. You can make them frozen. I don't yeah, care. but you could, too. I could. I was going to say, you know what's easier than making pancakes? Toasting them. Having somebody else make them for you. That's right. That's A right. sandwich always tastes better when someone else makes it for you. I, I will agree with that. That's, that's the science. You know what? Honestly, what I'm realizing is that if I if I weren't married, of course, we're putting aside my personal situation. <laughs> Obviously, really, what I would like if I were single is not necessarily a quote unquote stay at home girlfriend with all of her needs, but a really hot chef. <laughs> That's what I would like. Male or female? Just good food. No, 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 female. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely female. Uh, it's Romeo's in the kitchen making me some pancakes. I mean, she's she's staying at home. She's making me great food. Maybe when I get home, she's making me more great food. If she's more than a chef, she's also cleaning my house while I'm gone. No, I like false, all of that. False, false, false. Flag on the play. Encroachment. The only thing it lists here that she does is she makes the freaking bed at eight a.m. Then she just takes care of herself. Well, she makes him breakfast. And then she does kind of seem to use his Be money. Be a self-absorbed. Yeah. So I don't know uh, if I like all of the things that she's doing because they seem to be very self-focused, whereas a hot chef would be me-focused. And that's better. <laughs> that's way better. You know, the thing that frustrates me about it, well, I'll let you, Brad, talk about the trad wife, the traditional wife, because I'm very supportive of people who want to live a traditional male-female lifestyle. There was definitely a time, especially after I had my son, my firstborn, I wanted to stay at home so bad. It wasn't financially in the cards for us at that point in time. And by the time it would have been financially possible for us, I didn't want to do it anymore. I'm like, I would rather, I need to leave. I'm, I'm the type of person who needs to go elsewhere and do something. And guess what? Because of my uh, feminist foremothers... I am able to make that choice for me and be happy with it. But what we somehow in postmodern feminism forgot is that if a woman decides that she wants to stay at home and foregoes some sort of career for the most fulfilling thing that she feels she can do with her life, which is to take care of the home and most importantly raise a family, then everybody else can butt out and let her make that decision for herself. 
that that is still her giving of something that is bigger than just herself. That is still a very sacrificial thing to do. And I am a mom. I am a homemaker along with my husband. We absolutely share responsibilities and how we maintain our home, both physically and with all the stuff that comes around in maintaining a investment like a home. But I don't understand how they have taken there's a really kind of negative view that exists out in the world about like the woman who chooses to live her life in a traditional sense that includes staying at home and taking care of kids. That now they've taken that thing, stripped away everything about it that is virtuistic mm-hmm. and said, we're going to do what that woman is doing, but for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know, there's, a, there's a word for it, but I don't, I, I don't, know, what to say I don't know that I could ever be a stay at home boyfriend to go ahead and answer your next question. For what reason? I'm I'm too much of a and you know this already, but I'm too much of a conqueror. Oh my! <laughs> you know, I like going out and making things happen. I like making deals. I like you know having business lunches and stuff. Mainly about lunch. When but, was the last time you had a business lunch? Well, I'm on this show from noon to three, so it's kind of tough. But when was the last time you had a business meal? It's been a while, <laughs> but I love getting out there and mixing it up contributing to society and if i was a stay-at-home boyfriend i don't know that i could do that and so i i don't know that the man in me says no i need to be out there you ever seen the movie 300 that's like me brad it's not like you (laughs) (laughs) i've never seen 300 add it to the list he's running out of things to say he's like brad (laughs) all ryan did was think i gotta make myself look as manly as i can um 300 (laughs) Yes, that's me. Yeah. What does he say? What's the thing that they yell in 300? Uh, I think they oh. yell... Freedom? Oh, no, that's Braveheart. They yell a lot of things. Yeah, they yell all kinds of stuff in that movie. That's why I love it. They just yell. We named one of our inbounds plays in Basketball Freedom so that we get to yell freedom. <laughs> that's pretty awesome. <laughs> Every time my husband yells, freedom, I'm like, freedom! That's that's pretty great. We also named, this is years ago when we coached at a different school. We also named one of them 2319. And the plan, (laughs) we ran it one time. We ran it one time in a game. And everybody was supposed to run run around and like, in a panic and fall down and then our shooter was supposed, oh my gosh. To, it was supposed to distract people <laughs> amazing. and our shooter was supposed to run to the three-point line and pop a three but 2319 <laughs> is the code for the <laughs> in monsters inc when like a thing from earth gets stuck like the sock gets stuck to the monster and so everyone yells 2319 and then the, everything gets in a panic that's oh my gosh it. that's great you need to come up with tons of those we 1776 ran that play. we ran that play and it was it went terribly <laughs> <laughs> which might mean it went perfectly i'm still not sure about that fire could be one epstein didn't kill himself <laughs> These are all plays you need this is, to plan. This is how we lost our job in Lutheran grade school basketball. And <laughs> <laughs> he didn't kill himself. And the referee's like, yeah, I know. <laughs> it was a lab creation. These are all plays you need to implement. Stay-at-home girlfriends, Brad, virtue. This is, is this like a good new step in our culture? No. You no, think this, about it? this is like the ultimate like selfishness. This is selfishness on behalf of the boyfriend and selfishness on behalf of the girlfriend. So the, like you were saying, the boyfriend wants. What is the, that's a great question. What is the boyfriend getting out of this girlfriend? Well, aside from the obvious, 
He is getting pancakes. A- <laughs> <laughs> pancakes in the obvious. <laughs> he's getting, in no uh, particular order. Yeah, really. On any given or. day, Doesn't maybe. Matter. Uh, he's getting date nights, which is cool. Is, does a man who is out conquering the world 300 style want to come home every night to date night? No. That's not what they're coming home for. Mm. They are going through date night mm-hmm. to get the pancakes. That, mm-hmm. That's why I'm, I'm suspicious that they're actually yeah. doing a date night but every night. But here's the thing, though. He doesn't have the commitment to go along with it. So there's no risk for him. If this doesn't work, he's like, gone. Because she's staying clean. at his home. Yeah. You know, she's cleaning for him. She's making pancakes for him. And then basically she's using his money to do self-care. Basically, it's, it's so selfish it's every on both. guy's one month dream. <laughs> it is. It would last 30 days. Then you go, this is vapid. <laughs> there is nothing to this. I think I want something a little bit more. But that's why it's popular is because it does like hit something with a guy that goes, oh, I kind of like that. And probably girls too. Oh, I kind of like yeah, that. Eventually he's going to get tired of you spending his money doing your nails and getting... You know, microdermabrasions and all these other things. So it's it's going to end. And then the girl's left with nothing because she doesn't have a job. She's not doing anything to support herself. So she's out on her own. And then her whole lifestyle changes. And then she goes on TikToks and cries about how bad her guy is for dumping her. And she's like, I did all this stuff for him. I think Brad's right. Look at all the upkeep on my face. <laughs> yeah. Look at this skin. It's this perfect. just happened. Who wouldn't want to be with this? Apparently that guy. Yeah. Maybe well, it was, for a month. Maybe it was unfulfilling. Be a rebel. Get married. Start a family. Epstein mm-hmm. <laughs> didn't kill himself. Go! <laughs> I promise. The people who are listening right now who are attached to the place where we coach are going, oh my God, please don't do that. <laughs> I'll run it by my husband and see what he says. We'll be right back. Get more at 971talk.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey. 